Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Lord, we tell you we are open and we are ready. Speak to us, God, on this day, this day of atonement, this day where you seal judgment concerning the next 12 months of our life. And we pray, God, that since we've honored you, we cover our next 12 months, God. And we ask that you would honor our sacrifice. We ask that you would honor our sacrifice. We ask that you would honor our sacrifice. In the name of Jesus, speak through this word tonight with strength. Speak to this word tonight with power. And for that, we say thank you in advance. Wednesday, release our atonement praise right there. Go. In the building and online. What's an atonement praise? It's got to be something beyond what you normally do. I need you to get out of your comfort zone for just a moment. In the building and online, release it. Go, go, go. Hey. 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 Hallelujah. Do me a favor as you take your seats. Fist bumper, high five, two or three people around you say, we're in Jubilee. We're in Jubilee. Which means I may pop up out this seat at any moment. I may run at any moment. I may shout at any moment. I may clap at any moment. Why? I've spent enough of my days in mourning. I've spent enough of my days sad. I've spent enough of my days looking in grief. But Jubilee means celebration. 
and jubilee means emancipation and jubilee means restoration open your mouth Wednesday say I am in jubilee come on let's go to right let's go to right let's go to right so we started this new series on Sunday called what by faith because 2 Corinthians 5 7 says for we walk or live by faith not by sight now this is important because the Bible says that you walk by faith or live by faith but watch me uh, this means that this is going to be the daily course of your life and guess what walking and living by faith is not always going to be pretty sometimes your boots are going to be toe up from the floor up but that means that you've made progress I need you to hear me the journey may not be perfect but the journey is going to have results I need you to stop expecting perfection from your faith walk and recognize that your faith walk is going to be the difference between where you are and where you want to be. Paul says, for we walk or live by faith and not by what? Sight. Pay attention. We learned on Sunday that the opposite of faith is sight. What does that mean? It is something that is seen, something that is sensed, or something you're certain about. If you're on social media, it is a very poor place to get spiritual counsel. Just because somebody says there's something doesn't mean there's something just because somebody has a lot of people liking what they say don't mean that what they saying is right you see people say all the time faith over fear and you got to starve your fear and and feed your faith listen ma'am the opposite of faith is not fear the opposite of faith is what I can sense it's what I can see it's what I'm certain about which means sometimes fear and faith they will show up together how do I know it's time to use my faith because I'm scared why am I scared? Because I can't sense what I'm supposed to do. Why am I scared? I can't see what I'm supposed to do. Why am I scared? I'm not certain about what I am supposed to do. Which means do not tell me that faith and the fear are opposites. In fact, when I sense fear, that means I'm about to use my faith. For every person where you've had fear show up, that wasn't a negative. That was your life trying to tell you, turn your faith on. Would you encourage somebody next to you to say, turn your faith on, turn your faith on. Now watch me, watch me. Faith we learn on Sunday is described in Hebrews chapter 11, which is also known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. And this is what it's described as. The Bible says, now faith is the substance. Now, now when the word says now, he does, he, he's literally like, it's, 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 a, it's a part of his sentence. Like if you're talking to somebody they're like, now I think I want to do this. It doesn't necessarily mean now, but in this particular verse, now is not just part of the sentence, now indicates the way that faith works. He's saying, now faith is. In other words, my faith has always got to be on. I can never get to a place where I just want to sit back, relax, and chill. I got to stay in a place where my faith is always on. And for some of y'all, let's tell the truth. Things have been so good for you, you haven't had to walk by faith in a while. I wish I had some honest people in this building online. You, you've gotten used to certain things, so your faith hasn't been tested lately. Your faith has not had to be stretched lately. And for some of you, that's what you're in in life right now. You're in a place where your faith is being stretched, where your faith is coming alive again. Why? Because I don't need faith for yesterday. I need faith right now. Now, faith is the substance of things. Substance there, it means something that is seen. And everything that is seen starts as something that is unseen. Faith is substance. Do not tell me you have faith. I'm believing in my heart. That's not faith. What can be seen as a result of what you believe? It's the substance of things hoped for. Things there. In Greek, the language of our New Testament, it means business. Check this out. You, I need faith for business. Shut your mouth. 
I need faith for matter. In other words, for something to come to existence, I need faith for that. I need faith to work. What does this mean? I need faith to do what needs to be done to get what I want to get. I need faith to take action. Pay attention. Faith is all about business, matter, work, and action. Say that with me. Business, matter, work, and actions. Wednesday, say it with me. Business, matter, work, and action. Often, you've separated your faith from business, which is why your business doesn't match what your faith could take in. You've separated matter, you've separated work, you've separated action, not realizing that faith is designed to produce these things. The faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is interesting to me because it means what am I welcoming by preparing for? And too many of us, what we're welcoming is negative stuff because that's what you prepare for. You prepare to be let down. Matter of fact, you'll even say, I don't want to get my expectations too high just in case it doesn't happen. Well, guess what you just did? You just walked by, check this out, negative faith. Your faith worked because you got exactly what you prepared for. Your faith worked because you got exactly what you welcomed. But I need you to start welcoming some good stuff. I need you to start welcoming your family saved. Start welcoming your name being brought up. Start welcoming favor finding you. Start welcoming opportunity coming from you. Tell somebody on the shoulder and say, what are you welcoming? Watch me. Faith welcomes by preparing for, which means often you'll say, well, my faith isn't working. Oh, it worked. It gave you exactly what you welcomed. It gave you exactly what you prepared for. You were preparing not to have a good day, so you got what you prepared for. You were preparing for them to say no. You got exactly what you prepared for. But I wonder if there's some people in this building and online tonight that can say, you're about to watch me shift what I prepare for. On Thursday, I'm preparing for everything I prayed for to be. I need you to wake up every day like now might be the day. Now faith is. Now might be when it happens. Somebody shout now. I'm preparing for it to happen for me not five years later, not ten years later. I'm preparing for it to happen for me now. Uh, I need faith in this room. I'm not preparing. See, some of y'all say, that's a lot right now. I'm going to just wait on that in five years. Shut your mouth. I need faith for it to happen now. Oh, me. I need to make sure I got some now faith people in the building. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, watch me, to release your faith with your praise, and I'll see how high it is. On three, I'm going to give you an opportunity. If you don't have faith from now, don't do nothing. But if you're like me, and you think now, it can happen any minute now. I could get the email any minute now. I could get the call any minute now. They could tell you approved any minute now. I need you to release a now faith praise right there. Go, go. Now, 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 now. Let's go. Be seated. This is how faith works. Faith is talking about what's going on now. Substance of things hoped for. What are you preparing for? The evidence of things not seen yet, which means faith, watch me, if it's evidence, it means according to God, it's already done. See, I need you to walk into the house like you already. See, some of you, <clears throat> you are a little too timid to get what you actually want because you're going to have to walk in that thing like I run that thing. 
You're going to have to walk into that interview like that's already your office. Y'all not going to say nothing to me. You're going to have to walk into that thing like it's already yours. Why? This is evidence. And what is evidence? Evidence comes from the scene of something that already happened. It's not getting ready to happen. According to God, this is already happened. Well, when did it happen? Daniel gives us an idea of when it happened. Daniel teaches us this. Daniel teaches us that when Daniel set his mind to pray, the Bible says that the day Daniel prayed, heaven sent the answer. But for 21 days, the, uh, the archangel was withheld. It was a spiritual battle. Watch me. It was warfare that delayed what Daniel had asked for. But delay does not mean denial. The moment Daniel prayed for it, God says, this is already done. Now, just because I don't see it yet doesn't mean my faith isn't working. Look at what faith is. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means if I don't see it, that's proof my faith is working. Y'all not saying that to me? I may not see it yet. Oh, but it's about to happen any minute now. Okay, I'll talk over here where it looks like a... It's about to manifest any minute now. I'm going to get the call any minute now. I'll get the email any minute now. The bank's going to reverse it any minute now. Y'all better... Somebody shout, any minute now. Any minute now. This is the way faith works. Faith stays. Y'all remember Double Dutch? Faith stays. Faith stays ready to jump in. Faith is like, it can happen any minute. So, so watch me. I'm not waiting to get my passport. I've been praying to travel. I'm going to have it already. Because at any minute, it might be time to hop on a plane. I don't like your silence, Wednesday. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. I'm, I'm standing by because now faith is. It could happen any minute now. Say any minute now. Now, now watch me. Faith isn't belief of alone. Faith is action based on that belief. What are you doing based on what you believe? Most Christians have only been taught faith that's a faith to believe. I believe in God. The Bible says even the demons do that. That's why I taught you on Sunday. The Bible says, and anyone that comes to the Lord must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Which means it is not enough to simply believe. What are you doing because of what you believe? Don't tell me that you believe in God for godly friends, yet you're not friendly. You're not doing anything. James 2.17, faith by itself, if it does not have works, it is dead. Faith dies when you do nothing with what you believe. I'll say it again. Some of y'all have lines of credit in the faith, in faith that you've never tapped into. So eventually, if you don't use the credit card, they're going to shut it down. Why? Well, you're not using it, so why leave it open for you when there's somebody else that's going to do something with it? I hope you sit next to a doer tonight. I hope you're streaming with a doer tonight. Elbow somebody next to you and say, do something with what you believe. So Sunday's message was called Faith for Dummies, and it was based on the dummies books that make things easy to understand. Y'all remember that? When Windows 95 came out, they had Windows 95 for dummies, and they got everything for dummies. This book, they got Resilience for Dummies. Listen, they got a whole book. How many pages is this? Look, 350 pages to teach you how to be resilient. I got a book. Look at your neighbor. That's resilience. Look at who you're streaming with. That's resilience. Only, only your neighbor can take what they've taken, go through what they've gone through, suffer what they've suffered, and bounce back. 
I don't need 350 pages. Just look at me. I, I wonder if there's some testimonies in this room and some testimonies online. Somebody say, I'm proof of resilience. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go. So uh, Hebrews 11 and 6 says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, which means God says, listen, you worried about a lot of stuff. And God says, the main thing I need you to do is I need you, watch me, to walk and live by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please me. God is like, I'm not happy if, unless you are doing faith. God is not coming to your barbecue to get vegan burgers. Now, I ain't knocking veganism. Check the point. You understood the point. He's not coming to be served what you want to serve if what you want to serve ain't what pleases him. You don't give him a cheeseburger and he ordered a steak. Y'all not saying nothing to me. And for many of y'all, you're like, God, well, I don't really have faith. I don't really have this. But, and God says, that does not please me. The only thing that pleases me is faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And I taught you on Sunday. He is there in the Greek language of our New Testament. It is this phrase, a year, a share, a year. It comes from the time when Moses asked the Lord, Lord, what is your name? We know you as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but we don't even know you. Isn't this a trip? They believed in a God and didn't know his name, yet you want every detail before you believe in that God. You'll believe something you saw on the History Channel before you'll believe in the God that got you up, woke you up. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You'll believe some negative thing you saw on social media and because you don't have all of the details. Yet Moses and a whole nation of people, millions of them, believed in a God. Well, what's his name? The God of Mama and them? All they knew him as was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They did not know his name. So Moses says, well, what is your name, God? And here's what I love. The Lord responds, a year, a share, a year. I'll prove, shut your mouth, who I am and what I am. God says, I can show you better than I can tell you. Because based on what I show you, you're going to start naming names for me. You're going to call me Jehovah Jireh. You're going to call me El Shaddai. You're going to call me the Lord, your provider. You're going to... You're going to name me based on what I've proven myself to be. Somebody say, he'll prove himself. Say it again. Say, he'll prove himself. Uh-uh, uh-uh. If you look at your whole life, he's been proving himself to you. So it's crazy that we doubt somebody that's already jumped through every hoop you put in front of him. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You said, God, if you get me out of this bad relationship, and he did, and now you got the nerve to cry. Y'all not going to talk to me. You said, God, don't let me die like this, and he didn't let you die. You, you said, God, don't let my future be messed up, and he gave you a brand new plan and path. Somebody say, he's done too much for me to doubt him now. I'll prove it. Now, this is what I love about God. Because God says, call my bluff if you want to. He said, but I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. Every parent in here, you can threaten to discipline your child according to your local, state, and federal laws all you want to. But until you come through there with some actual discipline, watch me, you haven't proven anything. This is real, real, because this has got sap all over it. Y'all got real props today. Okay, that wasn't no fake truth thing. 
All right, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Lift your hands and worship God for five seconds right there while I sanitize. <laughs> Hallelujah. Watch me. Watch me. You can threaten your kid all day, and some of y'all, you were the kid that knew the threat wasn't real. As soon as I get home, and you're like, she ain't going to do nothing. I but it only took one time for them to prove. And when they showed you that they were serious about what they were talking about, what did it do? It made you change. Pay attention. God says, I proved myself to make you change, to recognize I'm not some regular God. I'm not Muhammad. I'm not Buddha. I'm not somebody you can even go see my bones because I'm not in the grave anymore. I am the great. I am. I am Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the end, the first and the last, the great I am. Don't put me on no level with nobody else. I've proven my to you. You ready? So watch. So watch. In him proving himself, the Bible says anyone who comes to God must believe that he is. So he is what? He's what he's proven himself to be. He has proven himself to be reliable. It's funny how you get emotional and say, he ain't going to do it. I hit you in the face. Listen. I'm just playing. But your neighbor, let's check. Your neighbor might need a little shake up. Just elbow him. Say he's proven himself. Come on. What is he? Who he's proven himself to be? He's proven himself that right when you think everything's about to fall apart, he steps on the scene and says, Let me show you something. I'm a miracle worker, I'll take nothing and turn it into something. Is there anybody in the building online where you've seen him prove himself to you? But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. What is he? Everything he's proven himself. Say, God, you've proven yourself to me. Say it again. Say, God, you've proven yourself to me. Now, now watch me. And that's the whole crux of the verse right there. Because God says it's not enough to just believe that I am. It is not enough. People even people um, even say, you know, I, I believe in God. So what? I mean, so what? And that's it. Like you know, I, you know, I just believe. You know, I just believe in God. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Because is that it? Because the Bible says he must believe that he is. Everybody shout and and that he is a rewarder. It's quiet in the building. Of those who diligently seek him. And I taught you on Sunday, rewarder means three things. A rewarder. What does this mean? Uh, you get a reward when you succeed at something. You get a reward, watch me, when you find something nobody else finds. You get a reward, David, when you take down a Goliath everybody else is scared to. I'm so glad you're not the scared one in your family. I'm so glad you're not the scared one in your bloodline. Why? That means I get a reward that everybody else don't qualify for. If they don't like you now, wait until they see you get your reward. Whoop. I wish you look at somebody and say, how you going to like me then? I, I ain't even got my reward yet and you got an issue with me. Wait until I get my. He's a rewarder. Watch me. Then he's a remunerator. He's a remunerator. He's a remunerator. Say remunerator. This means God compensates. God says, there's nothing that happens in life where I am not going to pay you. 
Which is why, watch me, you can never ever look at anything you've gone through in life and say, you know, so-and-so took advantage of me. If they paid you, that would have been it. If they didn't pay you, that means God says he's going to pay you. And can I tell you, he pays at a much higher rate than people do. I'm so glad for everything you never got paid for. I'm so glad for all of your faithful serving. Y'all not saying nothing. Why? Because if man didn't pay me back, that means God's going to pay me back. Somebody say he's a remunerator. Here's the third R. He pays recompense. What is recompense? Recompense is payment, but it's different. Recompense is payment, but it's for your suffering and for your loss. God says, because you went through that, I'm going to pay you for what you suffer. What is suffering? Suffering is when you go through something negative that you didn't cause. It ain't suffering if you made a stupid decision and then you're dealing with the results of your stupid decision. And let's be honest, all of us have made some stupid decisions. I want to talk about the stuff, watch me, where you were like, God, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing right. I'm serving. I'm fasting. I'm giving. I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I still went through something. Guess what that's called? Suffering. And guess what God does for suffering? God pays you back. For anybody that suffered anything over the last 12 months, I need you to release three seconds of worship right there. Go, three. If you ain't suffered, be quiet. But for the rest of us, come on, say payback time. Say it again, say payback time. Watch me, look at me, look at me, look at me. He says, God says, I'm going to pay you for your suffering. For the people who did you wrong and you did them right. I'm going to pay you for that. Which means the worse your suffering is, the bigger your... I tried. The worse your suffering is, the tears you cried nobody knew about. The days you wanted to take your life and nobody knew about it. The worse your suffering is, that means the bigger your check gonna be. I, that means the bigger your recompense is gonna be. I need you to just high five somebody and say your check gonna be large. It's gonna be large. And recompense is not just money. For some of you, your recompense is going to be that you're going to get a job that people that have been working at the company for 20 years can't get. For some of you, your recompense is going to be that one person is going to show up and write you one check to cover your entire year's worth of it. This is bigger than money. For some of you, your recompense is going to be you never going to catch what you should have caught. For some of you, your recompense is going to be bigger than money. Don't reduce this to money. Somebody say, it's way bigger than that. He's a rewarder, he's a remunerator, and he pays recompense. Here's what the Bible says. If you don't believe that, you can't please him. Look at the scripture. It says, and anyone who comes to God must, or excuse me, Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith is it impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, a remunerator, and he pays recompense. Every tear, God says, I added it up. 
Y'all remember uh, when Medea used to, I think it was a play, and uh, Medea <laughs> took out a calculator and started calculating stuff based on what a woman went through in a bad marriage. <laughs> okay, y'all ain't going to hear that. Every time you thought, God, it's unfair. God was like, nah, boo. Nah, baby. I'm just at, I'm calculating. I'm cal it's so many rolls of paper coming out. There's so much stuff you're about to walk in in your jubilee year. There's so much you're about to receive in your jubilee year. There's properties you're about to be given in your jubilee year. There's opportunity about to open in your jubilee year. I need you to look at somebody and say, it's my jubilee year. Hey. And how much you going to get? A lot. What's coming your way? A lot. You don't need all of that. You don't know how I suffer. Don't you tell me what I don't need if you didn't see my suffering. Don't you tell me it's too much if you didn't see my pain. Don't you tell me God's been too good to me if you didn't see my loss. How much you about to get? Your Bible says, your Bible says, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder, a remunerator, and he pays recompense. God says, most Christians get the first part. Most don't get after the and. They don't get after the and. And I need you to make this declaration and say, but I get it. I get it. Uh -uh. <laughs> Trust me. Make sure you sit next to somebody that gets it. I want you to say it and then look at the person next to you. And if they don't respond like they get it, this is a good opportunity for you to go sit somewhere else. It's okay. They won't be offended. They should have got it. Online, I need you to type that in the comments. Say, I get it. I don't have time to be around people that don't get it. Knock, knock, who's there? I don't have time to deal with people that don't get it. He is, and he is a rewarder. He is a remunerator, and he pays recompense. Grab a seat. We're almost done. We're almost done. Here's the last part to the verse. Of those who diligently seek him. Now, now this... This is the interesting part because he says you got to believe those two things and then you're going to have to be diligent. In other words, this is not for punks. Bishop, what do you mean when you say punk? Somebody that gives up easily, somebody that gives up quickly, somebody that takes the first thing offered to them and says, well, I guess that's as good as it's going to get. Mm -mm. You're going to have to be diligent. You're going to have to be persistent. Here's what that word means. It means those that search those that investigate, those that crave. Watch this next one. Those that demand. Let me tell you how you know you live by faith. When people say, you're too demanding. Uh-uh. That means I walk by faith. You just ain't seen faith before. You ready? Those that worship. Look at this next one. Those that inquire and require. To inquire there means to ask or make a petition for Require means I want what I asked for. And see, pay attention. It says of those who diligently search, 
what you searching for? But I looked up one site and they said this. That's all you did? Those who investigate. Well, you know, they told me down there, you let one worker stop you? Well, you know, they said they're going to call me back. Stay there until you get what you asked for. Those who crave. Those who demand. I ain't leaving until I get what I came for. Woman with the issue of blood. She did this. She said, I'm going to get to him, and I'm going to touch the hem of his garment, and I'm not leaving until I get what I, I've been in this for 12 years. But now faith is. It might happen any moment now. Those that worship. Those that worship. Watch me. God says, part of your diligence is also in your worship. Let me tell you when it's hard to worship. When you're disappointed. God, I wish I had real people in this building and online. How many of you ever tried to worship after you prayed for four things and didn't get nailed on one of them? Was that not the hardest worship? And we talk about, come on, he can do anything. You're like, well, why couldn't he do that? All I asked for was these four things. That's why some of y'all's worship is so quiet in this building and quiet online. Why? Because you're not diligent in your worship. Even if I don't get what I ask for, I'll still bless the Lord at all time. Ready? Shadrach, Meshach, and uh, Abednego. King Nebuchadnezzar says, Come in here. Um, uh, 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 he issues an edict. And, and it wasn't him that issued the edict. It was the people around them because they knew that if they created this law, they could catch Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up. You'd be surprised at who's conspiring against you. You'd be surprised at who's praying you die, at who's praying you don't win. You'd be surprised at some of the witches and warlocks that smile in your face, but all the time they want to take your place. Why? There are. You'd be surprised at how many demonic spirits are sitting up having meetings about you, saying, I hope we can take her out. I hope we can take them out. I hope we can wear them down. But God! This bump somebody next to you, please tell them, say, but God! You'd be shocked. I remember one time at Jewel, somebody put a snake outside my office door. And I was reminded about it. I forgot all about it until I was having a conversation today. And I, and I remember somebody put a snake outside my office door, and I said, right playing, wrong man. I said, now, I didn't beat every last witch that's going come against me. I didn't beat every last evil spirit that's going come against me. I don't even need to know your name. You that scared, you're going to plant the snake and leave. How about you stand there and hold it? See, some of you are afraid of people that can't even face you. I, I pray God give you some boldness tonight to not be afraid and to not walk in fear. Do not be afraid of their faces. That's what he told Jeremiah. He said, don't be afraid of their faces. Look at me. Look at me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they have these guys that conspire against them. And so they say, create this law. And when you create this law, that when the music plays, everybody got to bow down 
and worship this gold image. Everybody got to bow down and worship uh, this gold image. Now, pay attention. What happens is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, well, we only have one God. And we will not bow. So the music played, the music played. And when the music played, so the music is playing. And the music playing. Everybody else bow. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego like, I like the groove, but I ain't bowing. Watch me. You got some people that don't like you because you won't bow to what they bow to. You won't bow to being a hoe. Y'all ain't gonna talk. You won't bow to doing it their way. You won't bow not to keeping God first. You won't bow. And because you won't bow, they hate you. But guess what? Take the hate they give and turn it into worship. Watch me. Watch me. So Sarah, me second Abednego, they refuse to bow. And because they refuse to bow, King Nebuchadnezzar gets wind of it. He says, so this is true? Y'all ain't, y'all ain't bow when the music played? They said, King, oh, King, we honor and respect you. But we only have one God that we bow before. He says, well, do you know, what I, do you know who I am? Do you know what I can do to you? They say, oh, King, do what you got to do. We respect you. Do what you got to do. Um, but we will not bow. Our God who we believe in, he will deliver us. And here's what you need to know, King, just so that you don't think you can mess with our faith. Because some people keep saying, I don't know why you gave him to church. I don't know why you believe in God. I don't know. Well, here's what you need to know. Even if he doesn't do what I ask him to do, I'm still not going to bow to you. I'm still going to give him the glory. And do you not know that they get thrown into the fiery furnace? And the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar is so mad, he turns it up seven times the normal heat. It was hot in there. They throw them in there, and they're bound hand and foot. When they throw them in there, the men who threw them in there died. Look at me. Every person who has set you up, I pray that they fall out from the setup. I pray that the flames they hope will kill you take them out. I pray that the warring angels of God would come to your defense and the setup they made for you it turns on to them. Release a praise right there. Go. Shouldn't have messed with me. Shouldn't have lied on me. Shouldn't have stole from me. Shouldn't have took nothing from me. Now what you did is going to take you out. What you did is going to take you out. What you did is going to take you out. Let's go. So what? So they're in, they're in the fiery furnace. And as they're in the fiery furnace, the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar is watching them. Now you need to pay attention because most times when we tell the story, we're saying God got them out. No, he didn't. Uh-oh, I just messed with some of y'all. Didn't the Lord deliver them? Mm-mm. Nope. You know what he did? He got in the fire with them. And he said, Nebuchadnezzar is watching you right now. And I need to let the devil watch what it looks like for you to get free in your fire. Your mama then watching you, and I need her behind the seat what it looks like for me to fight. The people who say you shouldn't serve God are watching you, and I need them to see you in the fire. Slap somebody a high five, say he's in there with you. Must me. He did not get them out of the fire. Instead, Wednesday, what does he do? He gets in the fire because Nebuchadnezzar is watching. And as Nebuchadnezzar is watching, 
Nebuchadnezzar, he asked his servants, he says, how many men did we throw in there? Three, O king. Say, so I have a question then. Why are there four? And this fourth one don't look like these other three. This fourth one, he's not, he's not a believer, so he doesn't know what to describe it as. He says, this fourth one looks like a son of the gods. Which means people watching you are about to see your God because of how you handle your fire. And watch what the Bible says. While they were in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know what they do? They humble themselves before the Lord. And they start praying and repenting. And when they start praying and repenting, they start repenting for their sin. They start repenting for the sin of those before them. And all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar says, wait a minute, stop all this. And for some of y'all, I came to tell you tonight, your fire is going to cease tomorrow. That ain't everybody. That's somebody. 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 If you think it's you, shout, I receive that. So they're in prayer. And as they're in prayer, never going to just stop all of this. Stop it. Watch me. God didn't get them out. God didn't get them out. The way they handled it got them out. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but God told me to tell you, he's so proud of how you've been handling what you've been going through. He's so proud of how you've been handling your challenge. Come here, Atlanta. He's so proud. Come here, Miami. He's so proud. Come here, Texas. He's so proud. Can you look at somebody on your left and your right and say, he's very proud of you. Look at me. He didn't get them out. He didn't get them out. The way they handled it got them out. Nebuchadnezzar said, stop this, open the door. And then he said, y'all don't even smell like smoke. He says, you don't, not one of your hairs is even sin. How did you go through that and you don't look like, nobody would know what you've been through. Unless you told them. Nobody would know it's been the roughest year of your life unless you told Nobody would know how many times you said, I can't take it no more, but you got up and took some more. Unless you told them. Look at me. And those that diligently seek him, worship. They got in there, they prayed, and they worshiped. And they worshiped in the fire. And that's the most difficult place to worship. When you get a good email, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. Don't let nothing good happen the whole day. See, this is what separates the wheat from the tear. Which one are you? See, the wheat knows how to worship even when they don't get what they want. The tear only worships when they get everything that they want. For some of us that have some things, we're still waiting to manifest, but it could happen any moment now. I just need you to take three seconds. We got to move on. Lift your hands and worship God for three seconds. Go three, two. Say any moment now. Watch me. So watch me. Search, investigate, crave, demand, worship, inquire, require, seek. He says, you got to believe that I am. You got to believe I'm a rewarder, a remunerator, and I pay recompense. And you have to stay in a place where you're searching, where you're investigating, where you're craving, where you're demanding. Here, here's how faithful look like sometimes. You don't get nothing you want. And instead of being mad, you say, uh-uh, turn that music on. 
Father, in the name of Jesus now, I was expecting some answers today. I didn't get the answers I was expecting today, which means every delay must be to my benefit. I don't know why you delayed it, but you delayed it for some reason. And so I'm going to keep searching. Whoa, whoa, I'm going to keep investigating. Oh, my God. I'm going to keep craving. I'm going to keep demanding. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm going to keep requiring. Come on. I'm going to keep requiring. I'm going to keep inquiring. I'm going to keep seeking. Somebody say, I'll stay right there. That's what faith looks like. It doesn't look like how we've glamorized it. <laughs> we've glamorized it. You prayed on Monday at 10.01. You got it at 10.02. And you gave the Lord a little. So diligence, watch me, requires sacrifice. What is sacrifice? And this message is called sacrificial faith. What is sacrifice? It's giving up what you want now for what you want most. To stay in a place of searching, investigating, Craving, demanding, worshiping, inquiring, requiring, and seeking to stay in that place that requires sacrifice. Second definition of sacrifice is surrendering something for the supernatural. <laughs> say supernatural. supernatural. Come on, say it like Vampire in Brooklyn. Say supernatural. supernatural. Watch me. It means I surrender something. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. You have to surrender to search. What am I surrendering? My time. You have to surrender something to investigate. What are you surrendering? You're surrendering when you could be doing other things. You're, you're what are you surrendering when you crave? I could crave what was easy, but I crave what's not. You could have settled for a toe up, busted up relationship, but you said, I crave more than that. I you could have settled living a paycheck to paycheck, but you said, I crave more than that. Demand. <laughs> and here's the thing about de being demanding. When you're demanding, um, watch me, uh, it, it, it can, it can you can sometimes feel like, well, I just need to just be grateful. And you do need to be that. But, that, but being grateful doesn't mean that you don't demand more. And demand doesn't mean you're rude. It doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean any of that. Demanding just means, God, I know there's more. Like, God, I'm so grateful for everything you've done. But if this was the promise, I could have died. This ain't the full promise because I'm still breathing. Which means if there's still breath in my body, there's still more for me to demand. To worship, this requires sacrifice. Because now, watch me, you ready? You're going to have to sacrifice your ego. Because it's going to seem dumb to worship a God who didn't give you what you wanted. I don't like your silence. It's going to seem dumb to keep worshiping when you think other people who don't worship are getting what they want. And you looking and comparing your life to theirs, not realizing the Bible says in Psalms that we know the end of those that don't know the Lord. You, they may have it now, but that's because the wealth of the wicked is stored up and laid up for the just. All God was letting them do is get it so they could give it to you. It may, watch me, it requires sacrifice to inquire, to ask the Lord, and then to keep asking. The Bible says, knock, and the door shall be open. Ask, and, and it'll be answered. Seek, and you shall find. That requires sacrifice, because every time I inquire, by, by default, I require something. It requires sacrifice to stay in that place. 
of any moment now. Because it's easy to just settle and say, I'm good. It's easy to settle and say, some church folks are dead. If he don't do nothing else, he ain't got to do another thing. That's, that ain't my confession. My confession is, if I still got a pulse, he still got a plan. And there must be more. You ready? Watch me. Genesis 22 and 1. We're out. Genesis. All right. I keep coming over here trying. It seems like the faith in the room's over here tonight. Genesis. Whenever you see two, you're about to witness something. Here's verse number one. And this is what the last ten days have been for many of us. Look on the screen and read it. And you replace Abraham with your name. God tested Bishop Kevin Fulman. Look at somebody next to you say, I know that's right. God tested Abraham. Every good teacher gives tests to check for comprehension. Because some of y'all have memorized scripture, but you don't comprehend it. What's the difference? One just recites, the other lives. You ready? God tested Abraham. Watch me. Verse 2. He said, take your son, whom you love, to the land of Moriah. Moriah means God is my teacher in the hills and the valleys. He teaches me something when I'm up. He teaches me something when I'm not. Say, he's my teacher. I want you to pay attention. He tells Abraham to test you. I'm going to take you off site. I'm going to take you out of your comfort zone. And this for some may be literally, but watch me. For some of you, I'm going to take you. You're used to getting everything you want, the way you want, when you want. I'm going to take you to Mariah. What is Mariah going to do? Mariah is not going to be what you're accustomed to. It's not going to be what you're used to. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It's not going to be what you want. It's going to be outside of your comfort zone. This test won't be in the classroom I prepared you in. This test will be off-site. You're not used to being in this place. Oh, my God. You're not used to combating those thoughts. Y'all ain't going to talk. You're not used to dealing with that type of opposition. You're not used to not seeing what you said when you said it. You're praying for other people and they getting their stuff, and you're praying for yourself and ain't getting a doggone. You're not used to this place. Say it's an off-site test. He says, take him there and offer him as a burnt offering. Now, I ain't going to get my hands again. They burnt the end. No, that's okay. He's going to hold it. There you go. You got to sanitize after. Watch me. They, they, they burnt the end. Watch me. Say burnt offering. Burnt offering. Now, 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 pay attention. He says, offer him there. Who? Isaac. Shut up. Isaac was the promised child. God told Abraham, he told Sarah, I'm going to give you a child in your old age. In fact, Abraham's not even, things aren't going to work the way they used to for Abraham. And it's not going to be anything to help him out. So the only way this is going to happen is it's going to happen because of a miracle. It's going to happen by faith. It's interesting that God lets things get to the point to where the only option is him. So he can prove himself all over again. He says, offer him there as a burnt offering. Say sacrifice. 
I want you to pay attention to verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning. Shut up. He didn't question. He acted. You know your problem? Say, what's my problem, Bishop? You ask questions when you're supposed to be taking action. You want details he's not required to give. You ready? And what did verse 1 say? God tested Abraham. What does a teacher not do during a test? Talk. This is why some of you are like, God, what's going on? I'm not hearing nothing. I'm worshiping. I ain't feeling nothing. I don't know what's going on. Take the test, boo. This, listen, I sat you under a man to teach you. I've given you podcasts. I got you YouTube. I got you Facebook. I got Masterclass. You got everything you need. So if you fail, it's on you. Ready? Look at me. So Abraham rose early in the morning. Say he adjusted. God gives him the instruction. Then he adjusts. He gets up early in the morning. Saddles his donkey. Say he prepared. See, what does faith do? Faith adjusts. I don't want to get up this early to do that. But I'm going to adjust. And for some of you, you never walk by faith because you don't want to adjust. You want everybody to adjust to your behind when you need to adjust to God. I feel authority rising up in me. I need you to elbow somebody. Say, adjust. Then he saddled his donkey. He prepared, which means, what, what is it? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What are you welcoming? What are you preparing for? He prepared for the sacrifice. He took two of his young men with him. So not only did he adjust, not only did he prepare, but watch me. He made sure he was equipped to do it. So he said, look, I'm going to have to do this. So we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I mean, let's get this stuff together. What's about to happen? I, don't just, I just need you to do what I asked you to do. Because all that, this not the time for that. This not the time, not the place. I have an instruction, and I got to carry it out, and I didn't ask any questions. Because if I ask questions, doubt may have entered. Because you do realize he just told him, go kill your son. Now, let's just rationalize this, because everybody said, my God, my God. For every parent, if God, the holy, great God, said to you, lay him on the altar, you got to go. Then steps back and says, I'll see you once you do it. Don't tell me that something wouldn't go through your head to say, God, oh. Now, I mean, I get mad at him sometimes, but I wasn't saying. I told him how he was going to meet his maker, but I didn't mean this for real, though. How do I know I'm walking by faith? You ready? Because it seems crazy. There's nothing rational. What did Isaac do to die? He's the promised child. Okay, let me make it practical for you. Go kill your promise. What you waited years to get, give it up. What you waited years to get, quit. What you waited years to get, give it up. Y'all still with me? Watch me. You ready? You ready? And his son Isaac, he took two of his young men and his son Isaac. So how many people are going? Four. Four is a biblical number of creativity. He cut the wood for the burnt offering. 
and arose and went to the place which God told him. Where was that place? Moriah. What does that mean? God is my teacher in the hills and the valleys. What did he do? He obeyed. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, Lord, give me the grace to obey. Not question, not doubt, but to obey. You ready, Wednesday? You ready, Wednesday? Look at verse 5. His, his, his young man asked him, what are we about to do? He says, I and the boy will go over there. Now, Wednesday, if you don't get this, we're going to talk after church. I'm going to do you like an old school mean church usher. Everybody sit down. I love you. You ready? Let's see if you remember. I and the boy will go over there and worship. You, I need the meanest usher in this building. You ready? You ready? You ready? Okay, maybe you forgot. Maybe you forgot. Anyone that comes to the Lord must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder, a remunerator, and pays recompense to those that diligently seek him. What does seek mean? To search, to investigate, to crave, to demand, to worship. So look at verse 5. Me and the boy, Isaac. Notice the language. He doesn't say his son because he says, this may be over. And I can't let my love for you make me disobey him. I and the boy will go over there and worship. Watch this part. Watch this faith. And come to you again. And come to you again. He's like, me and the boy. I can't even call him my son right now because I got all this stuff going under my head, but I never let it come out of my mouth. I pray that you don't let the doubt in your mind come out your mouth. I pray you don't let the confusion in your mind come out your mouth. Why? Life and death are not in the power of the thought. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Touch somebody on the shoulder and say, don't let that come out your mouth. Come on, we got to go Wednesday. Open up your mouth say, don't let that come out your mouth. Watch me. Look, verse 8. Isaac says, Daddy. Yes, son. I mean, boy. Um, you said we're going to worship, we're going to sacrifice. Uh, where's the lamb? I don't see a lamb. What I think we need, I don't see. Okay, it was y'all, not the shifter. What I think we need, I don't see. But faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Abraham said, say your name. This is what you said. God will provide. Say your name. Say God will provide. Say your name and your business name. If you got a business, say God will provide. Where am I going to get the help? God will provide. Where am I going to get the financing? God will provide. Where am I going to get the support from? God will provide. For himself. The lamb for a burnt offering, my son. You ready? Watch me. Watch me. It says, it says, this thing keeps saying that I hit my head. <laughs> Am I throwing my wrist that hard? The way it's saying I, no, I'm not. 
God will provide. Listen, watch me. He says, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son, a sacrifice. Verse 10. At this point, nothing, look at me, nothing's been provided. He likes, it's about to happen any minute now. Come on, son, it's about to happen any minute now. I mean, boy, come on, it's about to happen any minute now. Any minute, oh, hey, hey, any minute, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. He's about to blow your mind. He's about to blow your mind. Won't he do it? And he's about to open doors, and it's getting ready to happen. He put it all together, and it wasn't happening. So he's like, oh, my God, I only have one choice. I got to, I got to, son, lay down. Now, just hush, boy. He's got all them questions. Uh, Nothing's been provided yet. Make sure you sit next to somebody. We got to go. Make sure you sit next to somebody that's been paying attention in church tonight. Make sure you stream it with somebody that's been paying attention. Say, nothing's been provided, but then shout this word. Say, yet. So he's like, okay, so we really finna do this. He gets you to the point of doing what you thought you'd never have to do. He gets you to a point of you being in the face of what you you thought you'd never be there again. You thought you'd never be struggling with that again. You thought you'd never be worried about that again. He gets you right to that point. And when he gets you to that point, Abraham's like, oh my God. He takes his knife. He pulls his knife back. Isaac had to give you your own knife. He pulled, look at me. He takes the knife back. And I just want to believe this. The Bible doesn't say this, but I'm a man. He's a man. So I know how men think. Watch me. He, he takes the knife, and I'm sure he's looking like, He moving slow like it's a dramatization. And as he's moving his knife back and getting ready to do that, watch the next verse. The Bible says, but I don't like your silence, Wednesday. You thought you were going to have to do it, but your faith is about to put a butt in the room. Touch three people on the shoulder and say, a butt is about to show up. But you thought you were going to lose it all. But you thought it wasn't going to work. But you were about ready to retire and resign. But, but, but. He got the knife here. Look at me. And right when he's about to do it, but shows up. But the angel of the Lord called him. You ready? What does angel mean? Messenger. I want you to pay attention. Angel specifically means a message from a messenger. Who told him to make the sacrifice? God. Who told him but? The messenger. Let me make it simple. Let me make it simple. Let me make it simple. I'm your messenger tonight. 
a message from the messenger. But the angel of the Lord called to him. Watch what happens. And the Bible says, he said, don't lay your hand on the boy. What? I literally had instructions. I literally had instructions to kill him. Don't lay your hands on the boy, nor do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Seeing you have not withheld your son. Look at me. God says, none of your awe was real until I saw what you were willing to sacrifice. All you were was talk until I saw what you were going to do. All you were was hot air until I saw you do something. You ready? You ready? In other words, here's what God says. I taught you how to sacrifice. And you showed me that I can trust you. Verse 13. Here it is. He lifted up his eyes. I want you to keep the scene in mind. As he's getting ready to do this, as he's getting ready to purge his promise, as he's getting ready to give up on what he prayed for, what he asked for, what he labored for, as he's getting ready to do this, the messenger says, don't do it. Abraham's like, okay, fine. But there still has to be a sacrifice. Look around you, Abram. Behold, now pay attention to this. Behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket. No, you don't understand no, you don't understand. You, you, you don't understand. You, you don't understand. 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 The ram would be what he would sacrifice in place of Isaac. Because God still required a sacrifice. You ready? It just wasn't going to be what you thought it was going to be. You're going to have to give something up, but it wasn't what you thought you was going to have. Look at me Wednesday, we got to go. He says, he lifted up his eyes and behold, behind him, which means the moment, come on Isaac, get up. Come on, you ready? Come on Isaac, he's kind of big. How you bigger than your daddy, boy? Come on, you ready? Wait, mama being, listen, okay, watch. <laughs> and how I'm light-skinned and you not, watch me, okay, look. <laughs> I'm playing, all right, watch me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. The moment he started walking to obey, if you don't shout, I'm walking out. The moment he started obeying, God sent what he needed behind him. Wednesday, I'm going to tell you, you're about to take another look. And when you look this time, what you need is going to be right there. When you started obeying, God sent provision. His name is Jehovah Jireh. Verse 14, so Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide translation jehovah jireh he is my jehovah jireh he is our jehovah jireh watch me watch me everybody stand everybody stand we gotta go everybody stand everybody everybody amen <laughs> look at me can i get you to lift your hands for a second Get you to lift your hands for a second. Watch me. God sent what he needed behind him. 
It was not in front of him. Look at me. So he never saw it. Come on, lift your hands, lift your hands. If, if, if your shoulders hurt, you need to, number one, go to the gym and fix your, get your shoulders together. But just put them a little lower. Keep your hands up because you're about to receive something. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What did he tell his son? He will provide. Where was the provision? Not in his sight. It wasn't in front of him. So the whole time he's looking at Isaac, he's like, I don't know, 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 I don't know. But when he made the decision to sacrifice, God sent what he needed behind him. And for some of you, you don't even recognize the power of your obedience. Because you're going to go look behind at something. You're going to check an account. You're going to check an email. You're going to check a folder. You're going to check. You're going to follow up. I need everybody where you've been waiting on something. On Thursday, you call them to follow up. Thursday is your follow-up day. Because you're going to check behind you. And when you follow up, you're going to see Jaira. You're going to see Jaira. Come on, Wednesday, release a praise. He's your Jaira. Jaira. You can put your hands down. You can put them down. When we sacrifice, he Jairus. When we sacrifice, thank you, Isaac. He gyros. What you need, look at me. He said, Bishop, I don't see it. it. You wouldn't. It's not in front of you. It's not. Elbow somebody next to you say, it's not in front of you. So that's why you don't see it. This is going to require follow-up. This is going to require those who diligently, let's see if you got it, those who search. Put it up, please. Those who investigate, those who crave, those who demand, those who worship. What did he say he was doing with Isaac? Me and the boy about to go over there and worship. Those who inquire and require, those who seek. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you that you are my Jaira, the Lord, my provider. You honor sacrifice. You honor sacrifice in Jesus' name. Can I just get you to take, we're moving on. Can I just get you to take 10 seconds this is not for me. This is not for your neighbor in the building or online. This is with, between you and your God. Can I get you to take 10 seconds and worship your gyra? Go, 10. Nine. Come on, in the building and online, worship your gyra. Worship your gyra. Worship your gyra. You are the God that provides. You are the God that honors sacrifice. You are the God that makes ways out of no ways. You're the God that didn't let me see it in front of me because it's behind me. I'm going to catch it in my follow-up. I'm going to catch it in my callback. Oh. I'm going to take five more seconds. Go, 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 go. Just the voices.
Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. This is your God. This ain't for me. This ain't for your neighbor. Come on, Nina. Come on, Erica. Come on, Andrea. Come on, Ray. And I'll stay there. And I'll stay there. I'll search. I'll stay there. I will investigate. I'll stay there. I'll crave. I will stay there. I'll demand. Please put it up. I'll stay there. I'll worship. I'll stay there. Somebody say, this is where I'll stay. Open your mouth say, this is where I'll stay. Everybody stand. Look at me. Look at me. What happens... If Abraham walks over there, let me have a knife again. Abraham walks over there with an attitude, mad. Can I be real Wednesday? Pissed off, ticked off, about to pop off. Can't believe he got me doing this. Can't believe this. After everything I've done, really? Like that compares to what he's done? Shut your mouth. What if he comes with a bad attitude? What if he comes with negativity? And he come over there. Look, lay out. He would have slaughtered what he never had to slaughter. How much, how much have you slaughtered that never required slaughtering? How much did you ruin because you didn't stay there? Heads about eyes closed. If you're in this building online, you need to become a Christian. This is your night. If you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, this is your night. On three in the building, you're going to slip your hand up online. Do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. If that's you, on the count of three, slip that hand up in the building or do the hand wave emoji online. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. To be sure. One, two, three. Hands up in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess in my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. You are my Jaira in Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, scan the QR code that's on the screen or text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Some of you, you are already saved, but you need a shepherd. And if I'm the shepherd God's assigned you to, Bishop, how do you know? That's how you know. Bible says that sheep know the voice of their shepherd. You can be anywhere across America and around the world. And when you hear me speak, you hear the Lord speaking through me to you. That seals it. Well, Bishop, I ain't never been to the building. This, the building ain't no church. We are the church. You got what I'm saying? We're a hybrid church. So you can be in the building. You can be online across America anywhere. But there's some fired up people that are in this building. I said, but there's some fired up people that are in this building. Text the word join harvest to 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code. Everybody, when you came in, you received communion elements. If you don't have them and you need them, slip your hand up and the ambassadors are going to come and serve you. I see some hands here. I see some hands here. They're moving quickly. Just lift your hand up so they can come serve you. At home, you can get uh, communion elements. We'll get it to you totally free. Only thing you got to do is pay the ship. 
And of course, shipping now is $3,486,000. They charge more and take longer. I got some packages. Listen to me. I got some packages that were delivered to me November of 21 that were shipped January of 20. And I said, where do you? They said, well, we're not supposed to keep stuff beyond 30 days. I said, well, clearly somebody did not get the memo. They said, they came out with about nine boxes. I said, I'm the wrong one to pick these up. Let me have my guys come pick this up. Listen, lift your, the first element, pull the layer back, lift it towards heaven. Say, Father, thank you for your sacrifice. I receive this communion in remembrance of you. You are a great God. You have been faithful to me in Jesus' name. Father, as a bishop in your church, transform these elements to your blood and body as we receive them now in obedience to your word. You can receive the cracker. This is the only thing you get to do today to break fast. You better eat that cracker. Some of y'all going to drink this juice like it's going out of style. Why are we doing communion today? Number one, it's our custom to do it on first Wednesday. But the other reason is so that the only thing you ate today, the only thing you received today was the blood and body of our Lord. Somebody say, this is on purpose. And I didn't even plan it like that, but God is so good that when I pray and plan, he makes it happen. Lift it towards the Lord. Father, thank you for your blood that cleanses us, washes us, sacrifices the sacrifice that makes us clean. When we receive this, we're reminded we're not who we were. When we receive this, we're reminded our sins are washed away. In Jesus' name, receive the juice. There are no refills. And there are no seconds. Ambassadors, get that basket, because I sent some. They say, I'm going to take a few home, just... I want a little bit more of the Lord in my life. <laughs> and fasting all day. I want more Jesus. Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. If you want to sow to seal, I want you to get that ready. You all know since May I've been giving you seed targets. How many of you have seen the fruit and results of that? I am. I've been giving you seed targets for each particular message, and I want to encourage you to do that. Today I want us to sow whatever we sow. According to Genesis 22, here's what I want us to sow. $22.14. That's the seed. If you want to do more than that, you can do more than that. You want to do $221.40, you do that. But whatever you sow, put those two numbers in it. 2214. What are the numbers? 2214. And what are you going to call this seed? This is my gyra seed. It's my gyra seed. He is my provider. You know what gets me about that? The ram was never in front of him. It was behind him. He never would have seen it. Just like some of you all aren't going to see the six figures you get tomorrow. Okay. First Samuel 3.19. And the Lord, you're not going to see it coming. Woo! I need you to lay your hands on somebody's shoulder so you're not going to see it coming. But something big is coming your way. You're not going to see your whole family getting saved. You're not going to see it coming. But it's coming. But it's coming. Wow. 
How can you? Wow. I want to sing victory. How can you sow? Use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Giblify. All of that's available. The key email is hello at harvestchurch.com. You're not going to see it coming. I got 30 seconds. Can, can I just get you to lift one of your hands? Father, I prophesy to every person under the sound of my voice that, Father, now that judgment is sealed concerning the next 12 months, that judgment has been made in favor of jubilee, celebration, restoration, emancipation. I pray, God, that starting Thursday, we see things manifest for us that we never saw coming. That we see breakthrough, we never saw it coming. That we see buildings, we never saw coming. That we see open doors that we never saw coming. Please lift one of your hands, we gotta go. Say, it's coming, and I didn't see it coming. Lift your giving, say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I sow into this word. Believing that faithful givers flourish. What I release brings my increase. In Jesus' name, I won't see it coming. Oh, but it's coming. You're about to be called into a meeting. You're about to get what you never even dreamed. Come on here. You're about to sell something that you never saw coming. But it's going to wipe out all your debt. Please lift your hands. Come on, we got to go. Say, I didn't see it coming. But it's coming. Starting tomorrow, Jubilee is sealed. It's a done deal. Can't nobody block it. Can't nobody stop it. And it's finally happening. And it's finally happening. And it's finally happening. Go touch somebody on the shoulder and say, and it's finally happening. Online, type it in the chat, and it's finally happening. Bastards are passing in the auditorium. If you need to hop up in the stream, they give you give. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. 
Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Looking for something different this Thanksgiving? Take your family to the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Just minutes from I-95 with free admission and parking. This is the perfect holiday outing for families of every size. You'll love the flight and tank simulators, 300-degree theater, and interactive training center. And you'll come face-to-face with rare and never-before-seen artifacts from Army history. It's all at the National Army Museum, with shopping and dining, too. Open on Thanksgiving Day and all weekend long. Plan your visit at usarmymuseum.org.